Hello and welcome to Working Historians, a podcast series where we discuss what historians do with their lives. I am Rob Denning, Associate Dean for Liberal Arts for Southern New Hampshire University's online history programs. Now, the three or so of you who subscribe to this podcast series may have been wondering where we wandered off to over the past couple of months. My old pal Jimmy Fennessy has been traveling the globe, sending random text messages from such exotic locales as Tampa, Boston, Bogota, and a bunch of other cities that I may or may not be making up. I, on the other hand, have been working on a separate podcast series that may interest some of the listeners here. The runaway success and extravagant riches that have sprung from working historians led some of my colleagues at Southern New Hampshire University to ask how they can get in on that gravy train. So I've been helping to get a new podcast series off the ground and into your devices called Passion and Practicality, a liberal arts podcast. We chose the title Passion and Practicality because we hope to demonstrate the ways that the skills learned in liberal arts programs are valuable to any career. No matter what your passion, it is possible to make it useful to you beyond just college and hobbies in your later life. In this new series, the faculty, guests, and staff in SNHU's various liberal arts programs, which include communication, composition, creative writing, English, fine arts, graphic design, history, literature, and philosophy, will discuss the career paths open to the graduates of those programs, the research and creative work of practitioners in those fields, and whatever other interesting stuff we think of along the way. Now, why am I going into so much detail about that here? Well, first, I hope that you'll give that series a listen, and let me know what you think. While I'm not appearing in every episode there, I am planning on producing every episode, so I would love to hear what you think. Second, I produced an episode for Passion and Practicality where I described the skills that students learn while in pursuit of a history degree that will be valuable on the job market after graduation, even in fields that don't include the word history in them. And I describe some of the ways that students can prepare for the job market before graduation. Many of my main points there come from the hundred or so interviews that I've been involved with in working historians, and now I'm going to play that episode for you. As a bonus, if you go to the Passion and Practicality podcast feed, using the link that I will post in the episode notes, you can watch me present this information on video. Have you ever wondered what the back of my office looks like? Check it out. Hello, my name is Rob Denning, and I am the Associate Dean for Liberal Arts, who oversees the online undergraduate and graduate history degree courses here at Southern New Hampshire University. I am here to talk about the career opportunities that exist for students with history degrees after graduation. If you're interested in a history degree, I'm sure you've all heard snarky comments from friends and family about the financial ruin that inevitably follows from such a choice. We've all heard that history majors are underemployed or underpaid or that a history degree doesn't prepare you for the job market. You know, insert joke about history majors serving coffee here. According to U.S. Census data, however, none of those are true. The unemployment rate for history majors, history students, history degree holders, is actually lower than the overall unemployment rate across the United States, historically. History majors are well prepared for and find very satisfying careers in a wide variety of industries, including education at the primary, middle, high school, and college levels, the legal professions, office and administrative positions, politics, the arts and entertainment industries, corporate training and education, community and social services, and government agencies, just to name a few. A surprising number of history majors find successful careers in business management because of the soft skills that I'm about to discuss. 
Starting salaries for history majors in entry-level positions are often lower than, say, salaries for engineers or computer programmers, but the huge range of careers that I just mentioned provides a similarly huge range of salary expectations. Over time, the salaries of some of those careers, such as law or business management, rise to or sometimes even exceed the salaries of those engineers and computer programmers. Now, we historians find success in such a broad range of fields because of the skills that we learn throughout our history degree programs. In addition to our knowledge of specific historical events, places, and people, we know where and how to efficiently find relevant information and data, whether it is in an archive or an electronic database. We learn how to consume large amounts of data quickly and efficiently through all of that reading that we have to do in each of our courses. We learn how to critically analyze primary and secondary sources, where we evaluate the validity of those sources, their credibility, their perspectives on a historical problem, and their relevance to the project at hand. We know that we cannot rely on only one source of information, so we learn empathy by incorporating multiple perspectives into our work and respecting those multiple perspectives. We learn critical thinking skills by pulling the by, by putting the data into larger contexts and by recognizing and accepting ambiguity and complexity. With history, we all know the answer is never simple. It's always very complicated. Now we learn how to use all of that data to support our claims and arguments and to make larger points. We learn how to apply historical knowledge to contemporary issues responsibly. We know that history does not necessarily repeat itself, despite the cliché that we've all heard, but we also know that human nature is consistent and that knowledge of how humans solved past problems may help us to prevent mistakes in the present or in the future. We also learn how to communicate those ideas effectively to a variety of audiences in written and verbal formats. Historians present information to academic and non-academic audiences alike, and we learn when we can use technical jargon and when we cannot. We historians learn a lot of stuff, and we master a lot of skills, and those skills are valuable to almost any employer. Now, you may be saying that you didn't get into a history degree program with the intention of becoming a middle manager or a government bureaucrat or an attorney, and fair enough. Uh, there are lots of history-related career paths open to you also, though. History is an amazing field of study because of its flexibility. History encompasses every aspect of the human experience, and that means that there are a lot of history-related job opportunities out there. I have colleagues and friends who are tenured history professors, adjunct instructors, archivists, consultants, cultural resource managers, archaeologists, anthropologists, docents, military command historians, librarians, directors of historical societies, museum specialists, educational designers, and a bunch of others that I'm probably forgetting at the moment. All of these careers, and many more, require the degrees and skills of the historian. Now, before I go any further, I have to note, of course, that careers in history are very competitive. History appeals to a lot of people. It is the story of humanity and how we became who we are today. It's and a lot of people would love to spend 40 hours a week for a few decades teaching or digging through old newspapers or organizing archives or leading tours of historical buildings or communities. 
There are a lot of graduates from history programs looking to do this type of stuff, and there are not enough jobs out there to employ all of these graduates, unfortunately. The census data that I mentioned earlier indicates that perhaps less than 10% of all history degree holders will actually end up working in a history-related field. All hope is not lost, though, but it means that if you want one of those history jobs, you're going to need to stand out from the crowd. From an academic perspective, you and all of those other job hunters are starting from the same place. You all have uh, bachelor's, master's, or even doctoral degrees in history from good schools. The deciding factor in who gets the job offer is usually the experiences above and beyond the degree program. I suggest you start working on those experiences as soon as possible, preferably while you're still taking classes. First, talk to your instructors. Ask them about their experiences. Most of our instructors are part-timers who work full-time jobs in history elsewhere, inside and outside of academia. Talk to them about their career paths and how they use those skills. They have been through this before, and they can share their successes and their failures. And they are usually very happy to share their experiences with interested students. Historians love to talk about history, whether it's, his, whether it's research-related or career-related. If you'd like to hear from historians in a wide variety of careers without doing the legwork yourself, check out the Working Historians podcast series, where I've interviewed more than 100 historians in fields like teaching, consulting, government agencies, private industry, politics, historical societies, archives, museums, and a whole bunch of others. You can find the Working Historians podcast on any podcast app or check it out at workinghistorians.com. I still encourage you to talk to real historians yourself, though, so you can learn more information that is specific to your situation. And to get your name out there with people who can write letters of recommendation, send job opportunities your way, and can advocate on your behalf with their peers. Look for internship opportunities, either through your academic program <clears throat> or on your own. Local historical societies, museums, or archives may have formal internship processes available to students, or formal internship programs. They go by different names. Southern New Hampshire University and most other universities have entire offices dedicated to internships, and they'd be happy to help you find something that works with your program and with your lifestyle. Even if you can't find an internship that counts toward your degree, look for other volunteer opportunities. Museums and historical societies with tiny budgets are often desperate for free labor. And you're looking for experience, so it all works out. Volunteering can take many forms, from running the cash register at the gift shop, to conducting tours, to developing and installing exhibits. The boards of directors of such institutions are also often volunteers, and joining a board can give you administrative and management experiences that will be valuable to future employers. Start contacting your local historical organizations and ask if they have any need for volunteers. The time commitment is usually fairly minimal, but can provide excellent experience for you and for the institution. You should also join and engage with professional organizations. The American Historical Association is the largest organization of history professionals in the world. The AHA publishes a quarterly journal and a monthly magazine, hosts online discussion groups, provides professional resources of interest to historians, and holds an annual conference where historians present their work, discuss the state of the field, and network with their peers, sometimes with open bars. The AHA is the largest such organization, but there are dozens of smaller associations dedicated to more narrow fields within history. Don't join them all, they're expensive, but find a couple that are most relevant to your interests and join up. You'll come into contact with some great people there.
This is how we network in history. Engage your instructors, pursue internships, volunteer, and join professional organizations. We like to think that academia and related fields are meritocracies, but the reality is that who you know can be just as important as what you know. So get to know people. This shouldn't be too difficult. After all, history is, in a sense, the study of human behavior over time, and we are usually people people. Use those skills to network and to find new experiences that will help you stand out from the crowd. I'm glad that you are considering, have started, or have even finished a degree program in history. Despite what you may have heard, there are lots of opportunities for fulfilling careers in history-related fields. Those opportunities require some initiative and motivation on your part. Network with professionals as much, network with professionals as, much as possible. Don't be shy. And of course, let us know if you have any questions or concerns. Contact your instructors, advisors, mentors, career offices, or department administrators like me. Everybody will have lots more tips and suggestions for successfully navigating the job market. Thanks for listening, and best wishes as you launch your history-related career. And thank you all for joining us today. While this episode appears on the Working Historians podcast feed, it originally appeared on the Passion and Practicality podcast feed. You can subscribe to both of these podcast series on any podcast app, including Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Lyceum, SoundCloud, Podbean, whatever else you prefer. That way you won't miss any episodes and you'll continue to hear about all the other cool stuff that historians, philosophers, creative writers, graphic designers, communicators, composers, artists, and literati, literati? Literature people? Literati. Do with their lives. If you have any questions or comments for this or any of our other podcasts, please send me a message at workinghistorians at gmail.com or through our Twitter feed at WorkHistorians. I'm Rob Denning. Take care.